Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The number one strategy for winning the battles of the mind is the strategy of overcoming stress. First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19, reading from verse number 1. The Bible tells us, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when Elijah saw, and when Elijah saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and, and left his servant there. Verse number four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and say, it is enough now, Lord. Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Now, to just a casual reader of the scripture, this is a very, very unusual position for Elijah. Why is this unusual? Here was a guy, Elijah was a guy that spoke and made a declaration. He said, at my word, there will be no rain. And there was no rain. This was a guy that sealed up heaven. Just by the pronouncement of his word. This was the same guy that called down fire from heaven. When Ahab sent people to come and arrest him. This was the same guy that single-handedly confronted the, the prophets of Baal. And then executed them when they failed. He is the same guy that sealed up the heaven and now came back and said, At my word, these heavens will be opened again. This was the only guy that went to heaven on a chariot of fire. And the woman said, I'm going to kill you. And the guy ran. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it looks, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to add up. The guy who was not afraid of a captain of hosts, there, were, there, was a, there was an army that came to arrest him. He came, he said, if I be the man of God, let fire came, come down. And fire came down. And a woman said, I will kill you tomorrow. And the Elijah picked Elijah started running. What happened? What happened? You will not consider Elijah to be the kind of person who will run away. Okay. You will not consider Elijah to be the kind of person who will freak out at the words of uh, Jezebel. But the Bible told us in verse number 3. He said, and when Elijah saw that, in other words, when Elijah heard the message from Jezebel, when Elijah saw that, he arose and ran for his life. The question is why? Why would the guy run away? Why will he run at the threat of Elijah, at the threat of Jezebel? The Bible gives us an, incl- gives us an insight. Look at that first King chapter 19 again. Look at verse number 4 this time around. The Bible tells us, he said, and he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough now, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my father. In other words, Elijah told the Lord, Lord, it is enough. I am tired of all this mess. I'm tired of people running after me. I'm tired of queen wanting to kill me. I'm tired of king sending army my way. I am exhausted. Lord, I can't do this anymore. That is basically what Elijah was saying. There are many in the church today who are going through that same situation. 
Okay? There are many who are saying, Lord is enough. They might not say, Lord, kill me, but they are already saying, Lord, I'm tired of this mess. I'm tired of the condition that I'm living in. I'm tired of the relationship. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, Lord. I, they are saying that, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. The pressures of life is mounting, I can't do it anymore. The challenges of life are multiplying, I can't take it anymore. My family is falling apart, I don't want to do this anymore. The work is not going the way I expect it to go. Money is tight. Relationship is frustrating. My partner is cheating on me. Life is in a turmoil. Lord, this is enough. Give me a break. That's basically what Elijah was saying. I am tired of this thing. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to keep running every day. I don't want to keep sleeping right next to a brook that you asked me to go to. And when I sleep next to the brook, all of a sudden, where you told me to go, the water will dry up. The raven will stop bringing food. I am tired of all this. There are many who are doing that same thing all across the churches in this land right now. Who are wondering, Lord, where are you? The question that asked that comes to mind before we begin to deal with this very issue is, how did Elijah get to this position? How did Elijah get here? Because Elijah did not just wake up one day here, here Jezebel and started running. No. Something happened to Elijah. Something must have been going on continuously in the life of Elijah to put him where he is right now. How did Elijah get from being the bold and confident prophet to to becoming a prophet who is on the run? How did it happen? What happened to him? What happened to him? How did Elijah, who was not intimidated by the armies of of Ahab, become now a chicken when it comes to the issue of Jezebel? How did Elijah get to the point of despair? How did he get to the point of asking God to take his life? The Bible did not give us any specifics. But you can pull, you can extrapolate from the evidence of scriptures. You can begin to extrapolate. The first thing that happened to Elijah that brought him to where he was, was number one. Elijah was a man that ran alone. Elijah was a man that ran alone. You will notice that Elijah was not a guy that had a lot of team. He didn't have a lot of people that were working with him. He didn't have a particular team, a group of advanced team that will go and prepare the camp meeting when he's going to preach. He didn't have another group of people who have hospitality. He didn't have the media group. He didn't have the people who were talking to TBN and the Day Star to organize a television program for him. He didn't have all those teams. He was a solo guy. And my brothers and sisters, if you are one of those people who like to travel alone, if you are one of those people who like to do life alone, if you are one of those people who like to be able to do your own thing, you are a lone ranger, you will find out that life becomes quickly very, very stressful when you try to carry it alone. Number two, how did Elijah get to where he was? Elijah got to where he was because he was engaged in unending activity. Elijah, one day he's in... He's in Samaria. The next day he's on he's in Gilgal. The next day he's somewhere. I mean, the man was very, very active for the cause of the Lord. Elijah was always on the going. He was moving from place to place. He was constantly on the move. And if you are that kind of a person who is always involved in activity, you are moving from one place to the other. You are always constantly busy. You never have time to rest. You never have time to relax. You never have time to be able to contemplate and be able to get give your body a break. You will find out that when you are burning the candle from both ends stress is very close to you and that is what happened to Elijah number three how did Elijah get to where he was Elijah got to where he was because he was he faced unrelenting conflicts unrelenting conflicts the Elijah was always butting his head with one authority or the other Elijah was a very very confrontational guy 
Very confrontational guy. He was not the kind of person who will see an evil going on and they will just keep quiet. No. Elijah was willing to confront the authorities of his days. He was willing to challenge the king. He was willing to say to the king, imagine you see somebody and you say, here is the man that troubles the, uh, the house of Israel. I mean, do you think that person will be happy with you? Here was a guy who was very confrontational. He was the guy that was not afraid to rock the boat. And as a result, he had a lot of conflicts with, with the authorities of his days. Now, if you are that kind of person who relish conflicts, conflict at work, conflict in the family, conflict in the church, conflict everywhere you go, you are that person who likes to disagree just for the sake of disagreement, stress will not be far from you. Number four, how did Elijah, how did Elijah get to the point of despair? Elijah got to the point of despair because he had what is called undisguised enemies. Okay? He had undisguised enemies. You know, there are times when people don't like you and they pretend. They see you and they can turn off, you know, that's, that's one beautiful thing. When you go to elementary school here, the kids, before they get to elementary school, they are a little bit still normal. Well, as soon as they get to elementary school and they do their first picture day, everything changes for them. Because they are taught how to switch on and switch off their smile. Immediately they stand in front of the camera, and then the camera is gone, the front thing is gone. So Elijah, you know, was the kind of person who had undisguised enemies. His enemies were not pretending. Okay, his enemies were people who wanted to take care of him and they were not they were not concealing it. The issue here is that Elijah, because of his confrontational ministry, because Elijah was the man who was always who always called things the way they are, because he was a no-nonsense kind of person, he had a lot of enemies. Very powerful enemies. People who were not who did not disguise their hatred and their disgust for him. And they were willing to go far as to take his head away. Elijah lived under that constant, constant presence of people he knew did not like him. And because of that, stress came into his life. Now, if you, my brother, if you, my sister, if you live and you walk and you worship in a hostile environment, stress will not be far from you. Not only that, number five, why, how did Elijah get to where he was? Elijah got to where he was because he had, he faced unquestionable threats to his survival. It's one thing for some people not to like your face. Okay? It's another thing for those people to want to eliminate you. Okay? There are people who say, okay, I don't like his face. So whenever, anytime you show up, they walk away. There are people who don't even want you to show up. Okay? And there are people who say, the minute you show up, we want to take care of you. This was the condition that Elijah, Elijah was living under. It's not that Ahab did not like him. Not only that. Not only that Jezebel did not like him. They just don't want to see him. They want him to be to disappear from the face of the earth. They want to completely take care of him. It is no secret that Elijah pissed off a lot of powerful people. There's no secret. It was no secret that Ahab the king and Jezebel the queen wanted to eliminate this guy. They wanted him out of the picture. It is common knowledge that Elijah had a lot of enemies. And Elijah lived under that constant reality. He lived under that particular constant reality. At one point, when you live under that reality, at one point it begins to get to you. When you are faced with a constant threat of your life, at one point it gets to you. I mean, when you are living under the constant threat that your job will be terminated. When you are living under the constant threat that your wife will walk out or your husband will walk out. Or something bad will happen to your children. Or something bad will happen to you. When you live under that constant threat, at one point in time it will get to you. And that was what happened to this man. It got to him. Elijah now finally got to a point where he said, enough. I'm done with this. Okay, 
Elijah was saying, Elijah got to the point of despair. Elijah got to the point of not being able to move forward because he was exhausted, because he was tired, and because he was burned out. And unfortunately, like I said a few minutes ago, many are in that condition. And I tell you, my brothers and sisters, you cannot win the battle for your heart. You cannot win the battles of your life. You cannot win the battles, the issues of your heart. You cannot win it as long as there's stress in your life. You cannot win the battle of life. You cannot win the battle for your heart. You cannot win the battles. You cannot take care of the issues that are going on inside your life as long as you are stressed out. The question is why? Why is it that stress makes you incapable of being able to move forward? Why? Why can't you win when you are stressed? Why? The reason is very, very simple. You cannot win when you are stressed because as soon as you are stressed, fear and anxiety steps in. When stress begins to crowd into your life, when everything around you becomes very stressful, the next thing you will see is that fear and anxiety came in. That was what happened. Elijah was already stressed out. And as soon as news from Jezebel came, what happened, the response, automatic response, was fear and anxiety. And that was why a man who was able to stand before 450 prophets of our, now just at the words of Jezebel, he took flight, he started running. That is because when stress enters into your life, fear and anxiety will come in. Number two, when stress enters into your life, you cannot win. Why you cannot win when stress enters into your life is because as soon as stress enters into your life, you start making irrational decisions. When you are stressed out, irrational decisions follow. Number three, when you are stressed out, you start running away from your responsibilities. When stress comes, when stress, uh, when you when you are stressed out, what you begin to find is that you stop standing for what you believe in and stop fighting for what will sustain you because you are already stressed out. You don't have the energy anymore. You don't have the drive anymore. You don't have that particular push anymore. Because you are already exhausted. You are already tired. Mentally you can't move on. Spiritually, emotionally you cannot move on anymore. And that is why you will notice, I don't know whether it has ever happened to you, but you get to a point where you close your eyes, you cannot even pray anymore. It's not because you don't want to pray, but you don't even know what to pray. Because you are exhausted. When stress enters into your life, you stop standing up for what you believe. You stop fighting for what will help you move forward. Number five. Why can't you win when you are stressed out? The reason you cannot win when you are stressed out is because when stress comes in, you start feeling sorry for yourself. Say, why me, oh God? (laughs) Why me, oh God? You know, that's the next thing you start doing. You start feeling sorry for yourself. You start beginning to look at it. Yeah, this one happened to me. And that one happened to me. And that's what happened. You start, the focus shifts from what is happening. You now put all the spotlight upon yourself. You start feeling sorry for yourself. Number six, why can't you win when you are stressed? You cannot win when you are stressed because you start hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah. Start hanging out with the people who will continue to tell you, oh yes, you have a right to continue to move. You have a right to continue to feel sorry for yourself. You have a right to run away. After all, you deserve a break. And they start telling you everything that will continue to build up that, you know, build up the, the situation that you find yourself. So you cannot win when you are stressed out because you start hanging out with the wrong crowd. Number seven, why can't you win? You cannot win because you start filling your life with distractions. You start looking for something to fill that void. 
You start looking for something to be able to silence the, the cry, the emptiness, the void that is in your life. The things that are come to, that remind you of your current condition, of your current situation, you try to bring a distraction into it. And that's why people start hanging out with the wrong crowd. That's when they start going to places they are not supposed to go. That's when they start doing things that they are not supposed to do. Because they are already stressed out and they are looking for a relief. And in the process, they start filling their lives with distraction. And then finally, number seven, why you cannot win when you have stress in your life is because you start contemplating the absurd. You start contemplating what is unreasonable. You start contemplating the things that you will normally not contemplate. The food you normally will not eat, you start eating. The things you will not suddenly do, you start doing. The imagination you will never entertain before you start entertaining. That was why Elijah will now go to the Almighty God and say, Lord, kill me. Because you start contemplating that which is absurd, that which is unreasonable, that which is completely un- unnatural for you. The things that you normally will not do, you start doing it because you are already stressed out. That these are some of the things that happen when you allow stress to take hold in your life. The question then is, when you are at this point, what do you do? When you are stressed out, what do you do? When the conditions are coming to the point that you are now kind of boxed into a corner, what do you do? When you start feeling, when you start running away, when you start isolating yourself, when you start feeling sorry for yourself, when you start hanging out with the wrong crowd, when you start contemplating the absurd, what do you do? When stress has come to that point, what do you do? First Kings chapter 19. Let's go back to the scriptures again. First Kings chapter 19. Let's start reading from verse number 5. The Bible said, Then as he laid and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there, he, there by his head was a cake, baked on coal, and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came, this came back the second time, and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and went on the strength of that food, forty days and forty nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Now from this verse of the scripture, we see how Elijah was able to pull himself out of that despair, back into full productivity. The question is, how did he do it? How did Elijah pull himself out of despair? How are you going to be able to pull yourself out of despair? The first thing you will see from scripture is that Elijah pulled himself out of despair by stopping and taking time to rest. Here was a man who was running away from from Jezebel. And the first thing the man did when he got to a place, he got to under the tree, the man was so tired, he fell asleep. In other words, his body was already been functioning and functioning and running. He needed to stop. And your body will tell you when you need to stop. Your brain will tell you when you need to stop. Your emotions will tell you when you need to stop. Even your spirit sometimes will tell you when you need to stop. So, if you are going to overcome stress, you need to be able to take the time to rest. You need to be able to take the time to rest. He stopped to rest. The Bible says, then as he laid down and slept under the broom tree. To overcome stress, you must stop long enough to rest, recharge and replenish your energy so that you can gain the right perspective. Because when your body relaxes, you look at people who take power nap, just 30 minutes. By the time you wake up, you see that your level of productivity increases. Why? Because your body needs to recharge. Your body needs to recharge. And if you are going to overcome stress, you need to be able to stop and rest a while. Number two, 
How did Elijah pull himself out? Elijah pulled himself out of despair by number two, reconnecting back to God. Look at that verse number five again. The Bible says, and the angel touched him. I tell you, if you keep on running and keep on running, unless the Lord God Almighty lays his hands upon you and says, stop. And receive the touch from heaven. You will find that the stress will continue to be there. The only way you can overcome stress. Is not just to rest. But also to reconnect back unto the almighty God. The man or the woman who will overcome stress. Must be the man who is ready to reconnect back to God. You must be ready to receive a touch from heaven again. Because if you don't. You will just keep running on your own energy. And that's why you notice when we sing here. We say we have no power of our own. Holy Spirit we depend on you. Help us. We have no power of our own. Because in your own strength, the Bible says, by the arm of the flesh shall no man prevail. You need to be able to reconnect back to God if you want to overcome stress. Number three, how did Elijah pull himself out of despair? Elijah pulled himself out of despair by refreshing himself with the bread of life. The Bible tells us in that verse number five. It says, suddenly an angel touched him and said, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by, his head, there by his head was a cake baked on coal and a jar of water. So he ate and he drank. You need to refresh your soul with the bread of life if you are going to be, if you are going to be out of stress. The psalmist said, he said, the Lord God Almighty prepares a table before me. He anoints my head with oil. He refreshes my soul. He begins, you know, the, the psalmist begins to tell you the things that God has done for him to be able to bring him back to where he needs to be. The point we are saying is that you cannot refresh yourself with the things that you are getting on television. You cannot refresh yourself with what is going on in the political environment. You cannot refresh yourself from the news that comes from Wall Street. The only way you can refresh yourself is when you refresh yourself in the word of the Almighty God. The Bible says, I am the bread of life. Anyone who takes me will never hunger again. In other words, Elijah was able to go back to where he was, where he needed to be, by refreshing himself in the things that God has made provision for him. And God has made that provision for everyone. It is called the Bible. The word of God. Refresh yourself. Soak your spirit in the word. And you will find out that you will ha- it has a way of aligning your vision. It has a way of refocusing you. It has a way of putting you back on the path that you need to be. A, way, the way you, a man or the woman that will, that will overcome stress is a man that must take time to refresh his soul with the bread of life. Number four. How did Elijah pull himself out of despair. He pulled himself out of despair by not rushing back into action. I want you to read. The thing is, when you read the scriptures, the Bible is not a book that is written just for the sake of the words that are put in the Bible. It's not just there because they want to fill the pages with word. The words are carefully put in there. And some of them are carefully emphasized to be able to tell the message that, is, that, that needs to be emphasized. Look at that verse number 6 of uh, 1 Kings chapter 19. The Bible tells us there. He said, Then he looked. And there by his head was a cake baked on coal and a jar of water. The Bible now says, so he ate and drank and laid down again. In other words, there is a rest that he got. It could give him the strength to be able to stand up. But he will not be performing at his peak performance at that point. The Bible makes us understand that he had to eat the food and go back to sleep. The reason was because there were still some issues in life that have not been fully resolved. There were conditions that need to be taken care of. There are things that it needs to be able to resolve before getting back into action. And until those things are resolved, until those things are taken care of, if he gets into action, he's going to crash. Because he's not dead yet. The Bible says he ate the food. He took the drink and went back to sleep. 
Because certain things need time to be able to be resolved. What brought you to that point of stress? What brought you to that point of despair? What brought you to that point where you are thinking of giving up? When you are thinking of asking the Lord to take you away? It's not going to be solved by just sleeping and waking up. No. Sometimes you need to see a counselor. Sometimes you need to see a friend. Sometimes you need to pray. Sometimes you need a vacation. Sometimes you need to be able to open up yourself and say, Lord, this issue is going on in my life. You cannot rush back into action just because you had one eight-hour session with a with, with counselor or with a therapist. No. You cannot just rush back into session just because you had a prayer vigil for three hours. You cannot rush back into action because you came to prayer conference on Saturday. No. There are times where you need to take the time to relax and to resolve the issues that are going on in your life. And that is why you talk to some people. Only one word that you say to them, how is the family? And it opens up a can of worm. And they start going off. They start triggering all sorts of events in their life. And that is because there are some things in their lives that are still not yet being resolved. And you cannot travel far in life when you have all those baggages around you. You can't. There are certain issues that you need to be able to confront and to deal with. Elijah was tired. His body was tired. And when the angel came and gave him and fed him and he said, no, the man went back to sleep. He overcame stress by not rushing into action. And the man and the woman who will overcome the stress in his or her life must take the time to completely resolve the issues that are going on in their life so that they can regain full strength and vitality. Rushing back into action is not a sign of strength, my brothers and sisters. No. I can do it, I can do it. That's what we say back home. I can do it, I can do it. It always has the effect upon your body. The Bible says Elijah ate and drank and went back to bed. It took a while for you to get to where you are. It's going to take a while longer for you to get to where you need to be. And that's why when I tell people, I say be patient with yourself. Be patient with God, but most importantly, be patient with yourself. You don't get messed up in one day. And you don't get fixed in one day. One of the problems that we have in the church is that we are looking for magic. We are looking for quick solutions. And the Lord is a God of timing. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful in his own time. When you learn that very simple principle in scripture. That things will happen when the things are meant to happen. You will begin to learn how to deal with issues and resolve them. Not trying to fast forward the issues. Because when you try to do it, what you are doing is that you are short you are shortcutting yourself, you are shortchanging yourself. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number five, how did Elijah pull himself out of despair? He pulled himself out of despair by receiving a second touch. There is a touch when you are walking with the Lord, and that's why we do retreats. That's why we ask for people to come to retreat, to take a time out. The Bible tells us in verse number seven, it says, And the angel of the Lord came back the second time. Because he knew Elijah wasn't done. He knew what he had the first time was not enough. He knew the touch in the beginning was not enough. And Jesus Christ even did it to a man that he healed of blindness. He put the clay in his eyes. The Bible tells us, he said, and he touched him the second time. There are times where you need a second touch. There are times where you need a second visitation. There are times where you need a second laying on of hand. You need a second round of prayer. You need a second visitation of the Almighty God. You need for all God to open your eyes the second time. So that you can begin to understand the things that God wants you to understand. You can only overcome stress when you receive that second touch. There is this thing in chemistry that is called the activation energy. When there is a bonding of chemicals, 
there is an amount of energy that is required to be able to cause the reaction to start. But if the amount of energy is not enough, you will find that that reaction will not be completed. If you, if you, for those who study chemistry, there's this thing that's called the activation energy. Once you are able to get the energy that gets to that particular torque, if you are able to attain to that activation energy, then you have a product from the reaction. What I'm trying to say in essence is this. There is a level of grace. There is a level of anointing. There's a level of power that you need, that you need to be able to keep functioning. Okay? If you want to go from where you are to where you need to be, the energy that brought you to where you are is not the energy that will take you to the next level. Right. No. You need more. And that's why you pray for anointing. That's why you pray for power. That's why you pray for grace. The same thing when you crash. When life happens to you. When you are stressed out. The amount of energy that will get you out of that stress level. And take you to where you need to be. is not the same amount of energy that will take you over. And make you become functional again. Okay? There is a level that will get you to begin to cope with what you are seeing. There's another level of energy that you need that will take you to bring you into peak performance. And that is what happens when you get the second touch. When you receive that jolt of energy that takes you from where you are to where you need to be. The man and the woman that will overcome stress is a man that needs the, that, 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 you, that needs the second touch of heaven in their lives. Because when that happens, that's when you see the victory. In other words, Elijah pulled himself out of despair by engaging the process of healing. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.